Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. so cold you can't stand outside for more than about 30 seconds to smoke yeah that's that's one thing you was complaining about uh, the the apartment complex they, they ended up in does not allow smoking you know pretty much anywhere on the premises uh there's a shop tell in you, i i am noticing that everywhere i go it's like all of a sudden all the apartment communities are non-smoking communities. Mm-hmm. You can't smoke anywhere on the property. Yeah, I'm not sure, uh, you know, paying a bunch of money to live somewhere that I'd be super happy being told uh, that I could not uh, smoke. And uh, not just because the last, you know, three, four places I've been to were non-smoking doesn't mean there's not dozens of others that you can smoke. Yeah. <clears throat> I just haven't been to one yet. <laughs> well, it's five after nine. We'll go ahead and start with Adam. They can fall in line as it goes along. Well, just, just you and me? me? Yeah, we'll start out with Adam. Uh, I sent him a message here. All right, so it is the Cigar Tipsers podcast. Uh, Junior and Alan are hanging out with you tonight. Uh, Alan uh, is over there braving the uh, Atlanta snowstorm of 2017, uh, as you might have seen on the news, because apparently any time we get snow down here, it is newsworthy. I uh, I have a job where I talk to people all day, and I spoke to a woman from Minnesota, and <laughs> apparently our little Dashwood snow had, had made the news even in Minnesota, so... Uh, I, I guess they find it entertaining how we do or do not handle snow. Uh, but We're I calling am... this one the Fast and the Flurious. <laughs> That's pretty good. It, it was Close to Snowmageddon. <laughs> yeah, it uh, came in, uh, and I think the uh, from what I saw, at least up until right before it happened, the uh, the meteorologists were kind of downplaying it, which. You know, half the time when they downplay it, that's when something does happen. So, is what it is there. And after a bout with the flu, I am happy to be smoking again tonight. I have. And the, what are you uh, smoking? I have the Camacho Diploma. Uh, had a few of those hanging out in the humidor, so I figured I'd break out one tonight. Uh, definitely one of my uh, favorite Camacho sticks, and my. The Garner Box guitar is actually made from a Camacho Diploma box because I love the the raised Camacho logo that is in a, uh, a fake uh, chrome color. So it's got a real nice contrast on the black. I'll have to... Uh, there's some old pictures of it floating around, but I'll have to snap some new ones and put it on the Twitter. But uh, what are you smoking over there? Well... I am actually smoking an Esteban Carrera Black Cross. And and I've got to tell you about this. You know, this week in Atlanta, traffic was just nuts. Every day, wherever you went, wherever you tried to go, it was just brutal. And on the way home one day this week, I 
decided I just have to get out of this craziness, get off the road for a while. So I decided to stop into a cigar shop and have a smoke and relax. And when I went into the humidor in this cigar shop, I was surprised to see really one of my all-time favorites. And it was the Esteban Carrera Black Cross, which I haven't seen in quite a while. So I grabbed a few, and I sat down, lit up, and really enjoyed it. And if you're not familiar with the Black Cross, it was the latest regular production cigar from Esteban Carrera, and it took two years to create this cigar. Now, Esteban Carrera cigars have always been made from the best of the best tobaccos and achieved great success with the Chupacabra, Covenant, uh, Ten Anos, and their police line, which was the 187, the 211, and, of course, one of my favorites was the 5150. Mm. Now, Craig Cunningham, who owns and operates the company, uh, this guy knows great tobacco and knows how to manufacture an incredibly complex, yet smooth smoke and black cross is a project that Esteban Carrera owner, Craig Cunningham, worked on for two years. And I remember him talking about this at a party I was at at the 2014 uh, IPCPR. And he was talking about how much energy and how much work he'd put into it. Now, this cigar was talked about at the 2014 uh, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Show, and it was one of the hot things on the show floor, or the talk of it was one of the hot things. And the beauty finally made it to market. Now, at an event I was at at the Cigar City Club in Buckhead, Mark Thompson, the Southeast sales manager, confirmed to me that the Black Cross would indeed make its emergence at the 2015 IPCPR show and that there would actually be a pre-release in June to a limited number of select cigar shops. And, of course, you guys know that the IPCPR usually happens at the uh, end of August. Mm-hmm. Now, when I asked Mark Thompson why the name Black Cross, he told me that Esteban Carrera was a freedom fighter in Cuba who helped get people out of Cuba as Castro was coming into power and to identify like-minded people against the Castro regime, a black cross was used similar to the fish that identified Christians. A black line would be drawn with charcoal. And if the other person crossed the line making cross, then that person knew they were dealing with a like-minded freedom fighter. Uh, Therefore, Black Cross was a perfect name uh, to call this new cigar from Esteban Carrera. Now, let me tell you about the construction of this cigar. It's produced in Esteli, Nicaragua, at the Tabacalera Carrera S.A. Cigar Factory. The cigar features a Habano Cafe wrapper, draped over a Nicaraguan binder and includes Nicaraguan Jalapa Valley Lijero. And this double-banded Nicaraguan Puro 
is offered in four vitolas, something they call a bonita. That will be a five and a half by 42. I think most of us would call that a Corona, uh, a Churchill, a Robusto, and a Toro. The draw on this cigar is easy, effortless, producing a rewarding cloud of very tasty smoke. The Esteban Carrera Black Cross is really a dichotomy of flavors, medium in body and strength, slightly sleet with a hint of cocoa, but earthy with leather and spice. Oak even teased my palate with just every draw. Black Cross set the stage for my pairing with a Crown Royal Black on the rocks. The Esteban Carrera Black Cross was velvety smooth, complex, tasty, and it lived up to my expectations and memory. This is an exceptional smoke for all levels of cigar smokers wanting to taste the complexities of a Nicaraguan Poro. My tip is that you seek out and try this cigar. You're not going to be disappointed. Now, as I stated, my drink pairing was a Crown Royal Black over ice. Crown Royal Black is a rich and flavorful blend of Canadian whiskey. All the signature smoothness of a Crown Royal, but matured in charred oak barrels and blended at a higher proof for a richer texture and bold finish. I found it to have a really deep oak background with sweet maple notes, creamy velvety, and dried fruit notes, mostly fig. It was more like a bourbon. It was just perfect with my Black Cross. Mark? Yeah, it definitely sounds like a great combination. And after you mentioned uh, Esteban Carrera, I uh, put, hit the mute button on the microphone so I could dig around my humidor a little bit. And I actually, I, I was right in what I was going after because I, I do have a couple of the Chupacabras uh, lurking in the humidor. Uh, really enjoy those great uh, dark wrappered cigar. But based on your review of the Black Cross, I definitely want to give that one a try. I would think it would be very well worth it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to uh, see if any of our local stores have that one uh, hanging around. I know they have the uh, the chupacabras ready readily available, so if not, I may have to uh, inquire and see if they can get a hold of it. Uh, but hopefully, they do already. Uh, very recently, uh, this week, the cigar world lost one of its uh, patriarchs, uh, Jose Orlando Padron, uh, passed away at the age of ninety-one. Um, his son said about him that his father started uh, the Patron business with just $600. Uh, one person rolled all the scars in those days, and he sold them at night. And he built it into uh, basically an empire. And the name Padron these days, and even his name to an extent, just makes you think of some of the great uh, cigars and the aromas that come off of those Padron sticks. So what I wanted to talk about in uh, this particular case is, you know, uh, I know I've got my opinions and I'll give them in a moment, but I want to hear uh, some of the Savant's thoughts on your favorite Padron sticks. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll edit that part out. <clears throat> got all choked up there. Hang on a sec. <laughs> 
Now, I actually got to meet him in Florida at a um, Great Smoke. Mm-hmm. And it was a very interesting. Now, my favorite uh, Padron cigar is the Damaso, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And very specifically, it's the number 32, which is a red label. It's a 52 by five and a quarter. Again, more of a Corona size, but it's really one of my favorite cigars, and it's really a little bit difficult to find. Most everybody is able to locate the white or tan label, but this is a a red label, very different, very mild, very enjoyable. How about yourself? Got a couple that I'm... uh big fans of uh, the Padron 1964 anniversary. Uh, I personally, I just don't think you can go wrong with that. Uh, the 1926 is really good as well, although that one is a little bit more on the expensive side. But I'm going to potentially throw a curveball here and say that one of my favorite Padron cigars is actually uh, the Padron 2000 Maduro. Um, I initially started smoking that one because of the price point, which around here is about 450 but it is a just absolutely fantastic smoke uh for four dollars and fifty cents and it doesn't really have the the fancy padron branding it's just a, a brown label on a on a plain looking cigar and then you fire it up and you're like yeah this is a padron uh so i definitely uh that uh, as good as his more expensive cigars are, I really do love that twenty six or two thousand Maduro. But you're but you're right. That is an incredibly great cigar for the price. Oh yeah, absolutely. It is uh, one that is almost always in my uh, my humidor. It's a regular rotation because it's something that you know I can smoke on the way home from work, uh, and you know. I love smoking on the way home, but I don't want to smoke a $20 cigar on the way home because I can't. i got to concentrate on the road instead of the cigar. And uh, Ben has joined us tonight as well. So, uh, Ben, we're talking about uh, the death of Jose Padron, but more specifically now, uh, our favorite Padron sticks. So uh, let's hear you chime in with what uh, your particular favorite is. Good evening, gentlemen. I apologize for my uh, extensive delay. I'd been in the middle of moving, and I just sort of lost track of time. Um, in other yeah. words, you had to get the, the gerbil to run on his wheels so that you could have power uh, and, you know, plug stuff that in. That is correct. Well, it's not easy to build an igloo. Um, <laughs> it, it takes time. you got to build the blocks and all that. In any case. So, yes, I read about the news about Jose Orlando Padron. Um, I, I feel terrible about it. <clears throat> uh, my condolences go out to the family. It looks like he lived a long and successful life. It is quite an incredible story. I'm sure you guys may have already discussed it as far as uh, his origins. If not, you can go online and read about it. Um, but as far as uh, my favorite Padron cigar, I have had the 1926. And it, uh, I would say to date, that's probably my favorite. That's, uh, that, that's a classic cigar. Um, I had the Padron, I think it was a 3000. I forgot which one it was. 
um, originally, and then that's what made me try uh, the more expensive one. But I was sitting in the in the lounge with you know with a bottle of water and trying it just to, so I can soak it all in, uh, and it is incredible. There's a reason why he's been uh, number one several times uh, in the top twenty five every year. So um, so yeah, it's a, it is it is a sad loss today. Yeah, definitely one of the. Uh, we called him earlier the patriarch of uh, one of the patriarchs of the cigar industry, and I, I don't think that that understates his importance. I mean, you're talking about the man who owns one of the, or owned, I should say, one of the uh, most successful cigar companies in the world. Uh, so, but uh, you know, like you said, condolences to the family, but he's definitely leaving behind a fantastic legacy. Uh, that will live on for generations to come. Absolutely. I think his uh, his children and his family have done uh, really taken care of that business, and they're going to continue that uh, that level of quality and integrity, and uh, he was the trendsetter for that, so we give him, we give him props for that. Definitely. And we're going to speak now about uh, an article that Ben actually sent me uh, three or four days ago. Uh, he sent it to me and asked my opinion on it, but uh, we gave it a read, and Basically what it is, the gist of it is the International Cigar Association took a vote on what they believe to be the top ten cigars in the world right now. And we got to talking a little bit about their opinions and their thoughts. And one one thing I'll give them credit for saying, you know, they, they say, and I'll read uh, verbatim what they say here, that honestly there's no definitive answer. Everybody has their own individual preferences, and that's why we spend hours searching, reading, discussing, and in this case, uh, I'll ad lib little, a little bit and say podcasting, uh, when we buy cigars online and head to the local cigar shop. So they tell you up front, you know, don't, kind of like what we've said a few times, don't take their, their choices as gospel, but we'll talk a little bit about their top 10, and I'm actually going to do it in reverse order, so we're going to go from number 10 to number 1. Uh, number 10 is the Monte Cristo Espada. Number 9... They See, I would have probably put that as number 1. <laughs> number 1. <laughs> and number 9 yeah, is the I, uh, Perdomo 20th Anniversary Maduro Corona Grande. Uh, but you were going to say something else about the Monte Cristo Espada. Yeah, the if you haven't smoked the, the Monte Cristo Espada, I highly recommend it. It is... You know, it's not a cheap cigar, but it is really good. And, you know, I might recommend it for um, uh, Christmas or Christmas Day or maybe uh, New Year's Eve. It's it's uh, definitely a, a special cigar. But, again, I, I would have put it as, as number one. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to try that one yet, but as soon as you – started giving it the seal of approval there. I started thinking New Year's, New Year's Eve cigar because I like to have something uh, really good during that time. And, of course, uh, number nine, the Padron, or Perdomo 20th anniversary. Perdomo. Perdomo. And Another great eight. cigar. Yeah, they're, uh, they're really, you know, there are a couple of Gurkhas on the list, but they're good Gurkhas. Um, but not really a bad cigar out here. Eight is the Diamond Crown Maximus Double Corona uh, from the J.C. Newman Company. Um, I haven't uh, tried too many Diamond Crowns. I've, I've tried one. Uh, it was not this particular one. Uh, but I was impressed with the one that I had. 
the Diamond Crown Maximus again is a great cigar. Um, I would say definitely it's more along the line of a celebratory cigar. It's not something you can, uh, I, I think, afford to smoke every day. Uh, but it, it's good. And I have yeah, been to, you know, uh, J.C. Newman does this. They didn't do it this year because of the situation with the FDA, but they do a uh, cigar barbecue. And they've done them here in Atlanta, and they're just fantastic. And, of course, one of the cigars you get to smoke is the Diamond Crown Maximus, and it's just incredible. Uh, coming in at number seven, the Gurkha Cigars Heritage. I, As I looked at this one and I read it on the list, I can't remember running across this one. Uh, I can't remember it either. I know I've had it. But I can't remember ever smoking it. Yeah, that, that's the problem with this one. I And, you know, I, I've said dirty things about Gurkha in the past, but this one I'll, I'll flat out leave alone just because I know flat out I have not tried it. Uh, ah. as, as I go into the stores, I know there's one store uh, here in Huntsville, the Scar Room in Madison, that is a uh, has a Gurkha lounge, and I think they have just about anything Gurkha makes. So I'll have to see if he has it. Uh, if he doesn't, uh, Ken uh, is usually in there. I'm sure he could uh, procure one for me. And making its uh, second appearance on the show tonight at number six, the Padron 1964. Um, fantastic. Uh, comes in natural or Maduro. Uh, very complex, you know, flavors of coffee, earth, uh, uh, hint of hazelnut, that type of thing. Uh, but definitely uh, a great uh, box press on that uh, particular one there. Uh, as we start to round out the top five, we come in with the Hoya de Monterey Double Corona. I have not had this one. Um, All right. Now, let me correct you for a second. It's not Hoya de Monterey. If you take a close look at it, it's oh, Hoya de Monterey. Oh, yeah, I was way off on that. And that's yeah, that's a very, very common mistake that a lot of people do. They they, they call it Hoya de Mont. And what do you, where do you go with Mont? Monterey. Monterey, you know? Yeah. But it's Hoya de Monterey. Yeah, I was, uh, we'll blame that on my Alabama Spanish. <laughs> no, no, no. I think we've all made this. I made that mistake. I didn't really pay attention. So it just sounds like are they trying to get in with some type of um, uh, like trademark rights where if it's slightly different, then they can't be sued, that sort of thing. <laughs> and this one, uh, their tagline for it is finally a Cuban cigar maker makes it on the, the list of the ICA world's best. Uh, let's see, it's hand-rolled, comes from uh, San Luis Martinez, if I got that part right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't touch do come in. football. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to leave that one alone. Coming in at number four, the Syndicato Affinity Corona. Uh, anybody tried this one? Yes. I have not. Of course, you know, I've, I've smoked it. Another great cigar. Who makes the Syndicato? Syndicato is a group of um, cigar shop 
owners that uh, are very prominent in the industry, like uh, Abe down in West Palm Beach, uh, the gentleman that owns Corona Cigars in Orlando, and a group of them got together and created this brand called Syndicato. Oh, very cool. That's interesting. Coming in at uh, number three, the La Flora Dominicana Coronado Corona Especial. This one I actually have had. Uh, I do enjoy this cigar. I've had it a couple of times, actually. I don't know that I would have brought it in at number three, but it is definitely uh, something that I don't have a problem uh, spending a few bucks on now and then. I've had it also. Very great cigar. Mm-hmm. And number two uh, is very near and dear and near and dear to my heart. The Davidoff Nicaragua Toro ninety six. I like the whole Nicaragua line, whether it's the box press version or the original version. I've heard uh, you many times, and yeah. every one I've had, you've given me. <laughs> well, good. Uh, the uh, truthfully, in my in. Granted, I haven't tried some of the more extravagant stuff, but in my opinion, the the Nicaragua line is the best thing uh, that's coming out of Davidoff right now. Uh, just just love those cigars, and uh, still got one or two floating around in the humidor uh, for a good old special occasion. But the International Cigar Association number one cigar in the world for right now in 2017 is the Gurkha Cellar Reserve 15 Year. Not a bad cigar. No, not at all. I, I truthfully, the, the the Cellar Reserve line, in in my opinion, is the best line that Gurkha makes. Uh, I prefer the, um, I think it's the 18-year-aged one, um, Cellar Reserve Limitada, I believe is the, the spin on the name, which is the black-labeled version. Uh, but both of them are quite good. Um, for the... Cigar Tipsters top ten. I don't know that it would have come in at number one, but it's definitely uh, one of the few Gurkhas that I'm like, yeah, I'll, I will, I will choose that over other options at times. I do like those. Ben, have you had the chance to try those? Not that uh, fifteen year. Um, I believe I've tried the Davidoff Nicaragua uh, before the Nicaraguan line. It, it, it is fantastic. It does not let me down. I'm currently aging a. Uh, I dive it off a uh, year of the rooster that a friend of mine gave me, so I'm letting that sit for a bit. Um, but I, the Nicaraguan line was a very bold and I think a very good move for Davidoff. I've not had the Gurkha 15 year, um, not yet. So now that I've seen this, I know we, like you said before, we do give a lot of a lot of grief to Gurkha, but um, I admire their tenacity to keep trying and keep trying. So uh, I'm not gonna not try it just because of past experiences. So, uh, and if they say it's number one, I will buy it and try it and make my own judgment. Well, and, and my biggest thing with Gurkha is if you want a good Gurkha, stop into your local shop and get one. Uh, yeah. don't, don't go the cigars international route for Gurkha. Not that there's anything wrong with cigars international or cigar bid or Thompson or Holt or any of these other places. But if you want a good Gurkha, stop in your local shop and get one. Yep. That is correct. Um, one, I don't know if this is interesting or strange or a mixture of the two, but one article that caught my eye the other day is the fact that uh, 
Zycar has branched out into a new product line, uh, scented candles. Uh, they're going to debut uh, with three choices. The scent choices are fresh shave, not entirely sure what that's going to smell like, uh, black tie, also not entirely sure where they're going with that one, and then the final one, which is pretty self-explanatory, Spanish cedar. Uh, that one, Spanish cedar, I wouldn't necessarily mind uh, giving that one a whiff. Um, but what's your guys' thoughts on these uh, new scented candles from uh, Zycar that are going to retail for about nineteen ninety nine? Uh, which puts them in the Yankee Candle territory in terms of pricing. Well, let me let me ask you a question first. Is do you burn scented cigar candles when you're smoking? No, I never have. How about you, Ben? No, and it would be well. I mean, a lot of us don't smoke indoors, whereas this where that would the, the candle would burn. And if I'm outside, I really can't smell it too much because I'm outside. So, I i mean, I don't want a scented candle near where I store my cigars. I don't want the interference of it. But in the spirit of aromatic, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of is what it is. If you like scented candles, then they might be as good as Yankee Candle or anyone else. But I typically don't light a scented candle if I'm smoking a cigar because it interferes. So... You know, uh, See, so so many of us do not smoke indoors in our own homes. No. You know, we're we're smoking in the basement, we're smoking in the garage, we're smoking on the deck, we're smoking outside, maybe in our car. Uh, so many of us just don't smoke in our home. So I I don't know how big a category this you know candle. Is. Well, maybe it's designed to help override some of the cigar smell. You know, you smoke outside or whatever, you bring sometimes that smell in with you. And maybe this is designed to say, okay, well, maybe this could appeal to the female side where, you know, they typically don't like, you know, cigar smoke in the house uh, and give the house a different aroma than just cigar smoke. So maybe that's what it's for. I don't know. Yeah, now I've burned a few scented candles in my office, you know, after the fact. And between you, me, and a lamppost, I really couldn't tell the difference, you know, several hours later. So. Uh, I don't I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'll be, so. I'll be honest. Of, of all the things that I've bought from Zycar, this is probably not going to be one of them, but uh, it, it did lead me. It, actually, I took a, even took a Zycar survey one time where they were inquiring about what you know people might want to see Zycar make. So I don't know if this is the the results of that survey or not. But you know, if, if I could get Zycar to make something I wanted, uh, one of the first things that pops into my head is maybe a pocket knife uh, because their blades have you know proven to be very good and very sharp over time. Or potentially one of those pocket knife cigar cutter combos that I've seen floating around on uh, Instagram and a few other places. No, they uh, they, have, they have one. It's um, a cigar cut knife, and it's like a pocket knife, and they use the same blade that when you fold it in, um, there's a uh, a gauge cutout on the side of it where you can put your 
cigar head in, and then when you fold the blade down, it will act as a cigar cutter as well. I don't know how effective it is, but they do sell one uh, one something like that. But the, and I think that this product fits more in line with cigar smoking than uh, than the scented candle. But uh, I don't know; it might be more of a hit than than we realize. So maybe good for them. But pocket knife idea, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, Ben, anything you might want to see them uh, take a shot at in the future? Well, I don't know. I mean, they sell some stuff, but um, I'd say anything to do with more outdoors and gear. Um, if people who smoke are on the go or hikers, um, so maybe more weatherproof uh, things that you can take with you, um, stuff that could uh, attach to your, your gear. I think something along that line is just as far as a genre what to carry um, might be effective in that, you know, it, it means that you're not limited to being home or being set still to have your cigar. You can have your cigar uh, anyway. So it's just a thought. I'd like to see them actually get into humidors. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, they're already doing some travel humidors, but you know, get into the nicer uh, desktop style humidors. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I think they'd be good in that category. Definitely uh, like to see them uh, branch out a little bit. But, you know, it, a lot of that's probably dependent on, you know, how the the candle thing goes and, you know, how people respond to, to these new things. So, But, you know, uh, even, even though it's not for me, best of luck uh, to them in this new uh, adventure there. And tonight we have a, uh, a new entry in the 5 Under series as well. Uh Thankfully, after the two stories ago, I now have, now how to hopefully say this correctly, but the uh, choice for tonight uh, for five under is Hoya de Mont- Monterey. Did I get it that time? Monterey. Monterey. Okay. <laughs> Hoya de Monterey, uh, Rothschild Maduro. Um, this one round here, you can get it for about four fifty. Uh, so it's definitely a nice blend of Honduran, Nicaraguan, and Dominican long fillers. So you got a lot going on in there. It's very rich. Uh, great balance. The one I had burned spectacularly. Uh, and just a really lovely aroma for uh, a stick in the sub-$5 category. Uh, so if you see one of those in the store, uh, pick one up. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, to try it. Two, to show the... Uh, the shop owner that it's good to have some uh, reasonably priced options in there. Uh, either one of you tried this particular stick? I have not. Not yet. I don't believe I've I've tried it either. Yeah, if I get uh, back in, I'm also going to say I don't think I've ever seen it. It is a four and a half by fifty uh, in terms of the size, uh, and just a Hoya de Monterey uh, gold on black label. I mean, it's very, very unassuming, uh, but I've got a shop locally that gets one. I will stash some away for the next time uh, Woodstock rolls around. And uh, as we mentioned uh, earlier in the day, or earlier in the show, I should say, uh, I don't know, uh, Ben, you got any snow up there? Yeah, actually, we had our first snow uh, just a couple days ago, and we got about I don't know. To me, it was uh, it was a blizzard, but uh, we got probably at least six between six and eight inches as as a fall. It just happened for one night, 
Yeah, uh, apparently Atlanta has you beat uh, after that little uh, fast and, what'd you call it, fast and flurious? <laughs> fast and flurious. Yeah, <laughs> yes. they, they had a, uh, a snowstorm uh, stretch across uh, parts of Alabama and uh, Georgia both, but uh, the point I'm getting to is uh, making sure that that humidor is ready for the winter time. And the reason I say that is because, you know, we're getting into this much colder, much, much drier air. Uh, so you want to keep an eye on that humidity level in the humidor and make sure those cigars are not starting to dry out. Um, whether you're, you know, putting in the distilled water or you're working with the Bovida packs, um, like uh, most of us here do. Uh, you still want to keep an eye on those because this uh, drier air will suck the life out of those quite a bit faster. Well, um, Ben, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Now that you're in the great white north, yeah. have you come up with any tips on how to smoke outdoors? Well, um, since I've moved up here, I have... Uh, I have found where I work in Portland. I live in Brunswick, but uh, there's a place um, where I work. It's a it's a cafe cigar lounge. So it's actually part restaurant, part cigar lounge uh, mixed there. Um, as far as doing indoors for outdoors, um, and what I've done is I've just sort of limited uh, my cigars to getting just smaller ones. So like maybe petite Coronas or. Uh, just just smaller ring gauges of cigars, and that you can. It's, it's easier to enjoy if you don't have to stand out there for, you know, two, you know, hour and a half, two hours. Um, get something in maybe in about forty five minutes or so. Uh, bundle up, and um, um, and you know, I wouldn't smoke anything that is. You're you're really going to have a lot of necessarily a lot of depth of flavor per se because you're going to be so focused on staying warm, and you know, you can have the cold air interfering. Um, I would recommend trying to stay somewhere if you can find a, under uh, some type of outdoor shelter where it blocks the wind. Um, if you're standing directly outdoors and there's a lot of cold wind going, it can skew the burn of the cigar. Um, so I would just recommend finding something where there's maybe like at least side, maybe side and top cover. Um, that might give you a better smoking experience and keep a torch lighter on you. Um, I personally prefer the soft flame, but in the outdoors, it's just not as viable. So uh, I would get yourself a really solid torch lighter to relight it if you need to. Um, and, uh, and just keep an eye on your cutter. Um, I know if it's outdoors and it's cold, sometimes the oil can freeze on it or if, uh, the springs can get uh, frozen. So just keep an eye on your on your cutter. Make sure it's, uh, it's well-maintained. And um, that's pretty much it. As far as what I've learned so far, if I learn anything else, I will let you know. And just in case you're wondering, Ben will be accepting all donations of socks, gloves, hand warmers, and propane fuel. Uh, that is correct. Maybe that's something Zycar could make, a hand warmer. Yeah, there you go. Or special, special smoking gloves. Well, you know, they got that, uh, they got that fantastic new um, high-altitude uh, butane uh, that puts out a hell of a flame, too. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> that's funny. If you have lumber lying around, you can send that up here too. We'll burn anything uh, for warmth. <laughs> um, well, I can tell you this: don't waste your money on electric socks; they don't work. Is that just the Fed? Yeah, I, uh, 
my, my feet usually stay pretty warm. It's the hands that, that try to file off usually. But uh, before we uh, shut this baby down for tonight, any guy, <clears throat> anybody got anything else they want to bring up before we close on this deal? I'll let Alan, you're welcome to go first. Actually, I, I don't have anything. Okay. And uh, everyone say a, uh, say a prayer for Ben. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Frost, so frost, frost, frostbite affects all parts of the body, so be sure to uh, uh, long johns are your friends. I'm, I'm not in Winterfell. It's just <laughs> yeah, you kind of There's are. No dragon jumping, blue frozen dragon flying over the, the house. No, um, a dragon would actually help because they breathe fire. Because <laughs> it would be warmer? <laughs> yes. Um, I would just say, look, if if, uh, if for nothing else, um, as cliche as this may sound, if you have a Padrone, um, light one up uh, in, in honor. He has, uh, he has developed um, quite a legacy for quality, and uh, I think he deserves that much. Um, so that's just kind of a little, a little sentimental blurb for Mr. Jose. Yeah, definitely uh, rest in peace there, and... Uh... Anytime you can get your hands on a padrone, you're never going to go wrong there. I have not had one go wrong to date, so and I, and that really shows. All right. Well, we thank everybody for listening to the Cigar Tipsters podcast, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll see you guys then. Have a good night. Have a good night.